welcome to Shift the Atmosphere. I'm your host, Philip Renner. I want to remind you that wherever you go and whatever you do, the resurrection power of Christ is on the inside of you. So the situation does not impact you, but you shift the atmosphere. When you walk into a room, Jesus walks into the room with you. And when you walk in that room, that atmosphere has to bow to the name of Jesus. So I speak over you right now that fear bows at the name of Jesus. Depression bows at the name of Jesus. Anything that you're dealing with right now bows at the name of Jesus. And when we speak his name, everything changes. The last couple of podcasts that we've done have been so powerful. So I just want to do a quick recap of everything that we've talked about. We talked about being led of the Spirit. And when you're led of the Spirit, nothing is impossible for our God. And when you're listening to His voice, when you're listening to His voice every single day, attentively asking Him, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? When you have that close relationship with Jesus, you feel Him. You know He's there. And you skip ambushes. The enemy will try to create an ambush. The enemy will try to come in and he will try to get you off track of where you're supposed to be. But when you hear the voice of God, you will skip the ambush. You'll skip the storm that is right in front of you. Just like Elisha, the enemy tried to catch him, tried to create an ambush for him. But in that moment, he heard God's voice and he was able to skip the storm, to go around it, and he saved somebody's life. You see, when you listen to God's voice, the power of God on the inside of you enables you to save somebody's life. Number two, we spoke about that even if it feels like there's an army that is going after you, because that army was going after Elisha, Even if you feel the pressure and it feels like an army is going after you, you can speak to the army because you know who is behind you. You can speak to the situation. You can speak to the stronghold because you know who is behind you. And in that moment, when the army is coming to Elisha, they want to kill him because he has been helping Israel. In that moment... Elisha prays a simple prayer. Blind them. He doesn't say, God, I'm begging you, please, if you could please, pretty please, help me right now. I know that I'm a poor servant. I know that I'm good for nothing. No, he didn't say any of that. He knows who he is and who he belongs to and whom he serves. So he prays a simple prayer. Blind them. And in that moment, The entire army is blinded. I believe that's a powerful prayer. And I believe that when you speak God's word and you say this simple prayer, God, blind the enemy, the enemy will be blinded. The enemy will not be happy that he messed with you because you took authority over him and you understood who was behind you. You see, the army was not afraid of Elisha. The army 
was afraid of the chariots of fire and the horses and the power of God behind Elisha. And Elisha understood that he had that power. So when he said, blind them, he knew that it wasn't his words, but it was God's words speaking through him. You know, so many times I hear people say, well, what am I going to say? How do I speak? One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 81.10, which says, open up your mouth and I will fill it. You see, it's not your words that are powerful but it's God's words that are speaking through you. You're never alone. No matter what you feel, no matter what you see, as soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. Now, and I want to read you this story because I believe it's so powerful. Open up with me. 2 Kings chapter 6, and we're going to start from verse 16. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him. You see, the servant did not see what Elisha saw. He saw an army, but Elisha saw victory. What are you going to see today? Are you going to see an army? Are you going to see a stronghold? Or are you going to see victory? For there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Verse 18. As the Aramean army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, You have come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me, and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, My father, Should I kill them? Should I kill them? Verse 22. Of course not, Elisha replied. We do not kill prisoners of war. Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Now you have to understand what's happening in the context of this story. The king of Samaria was being attacked by the king of Aram in the previous chapter. But Elisha heard from the Lord, and because he listened to God's voice, he was able to stop the attack on the king of Israel. So the king of Israel and the king of Aram are enemies. And now, because Elisha has brought this army to Israel, to Samaria, it would seem that the enemy is right here. All we have to do is execute them all. All we have to do is kill them. And we have the victory. Elisha, thank you so much for bringing the enemy here. Thank you for bringing the victory to Israel. But Elisha does something that's very 
Very weird. He says, you can't kill prisoners of war. Show them a good time. Now right here, I want to switch gears a little bit because I'm going to talk about something that would seem like we're going off track, but really it's right on track. So the king of Israel has the enemy right there and he can execute them. They're afraid. They know that they have been captured. They know that they are prisoners of war. But in that moment, instead of killing them, Elisha says, forgive them, forgive them, show them a good time. Unforgiveness will stop you from breakthrough in your life. There have been situations and people in my life that have been difficult. And it would seem like I had all the right to be upset. But the Bible says, forgive. The Bible says, don't hold anything against anyone. The Bible also says that if you do not forgive others, then God will not forgive you. That's some serious stuff. And so the king has the army right there and he can fulfill everything that he's felt for the years that the king of Aram has gone against him. He's like, this is my moment. But in that moment, Elisha says, forgive. There is going to be a moment in your life where someone that hurt you is going to reap what they sowed. And when you hear about it, your flesh wants to have a party and say, finally, God, you punish them for what they did to me. Their day of judgment is today. And your flesh wants to turn that into a hallelujah. And they got what they deserved. But instead, when that happens, that's when you call them up on the phone and you say, you know what? I just want to pour some love over you. I just want to bless you right now. I want to invite you to coffee. I want to spend time with you. And when they hear that, they're going to say, wait a minute. I hurt you. Why would you want to help me right now? You should be happy what's going on in my life right now. I deserve it. I did it to you. But the gospel is not two wrongs make a right. The gospel is pouring love even on your enemies. And this is what happened. Elisha was saying, yeah, I know that it would seem that they're going to reap what they sowed and you can execute them and you can have the victory. But instead, I want you to show them a good time. One of the things that me and my family like to do is when someone hurts us, we go buy them a gift and we do it with joy and we buy not a crummy gift. We buy a gift that we would buy for ourselves. We make sure that it's sacrifice because it is steps to receive breakthrough. Jesus talked about unforgiveness and he talked about how you can't have breakthrough when you're living in unforgiveness. There are so many diseases, so many sicknesses, so many symptoms that come because of unforgiveness. The Bible even says that a broken spirit rots the bones. Are you going through something today? Maybe you need to make a deliberate decision just like that king 
the king of Samaria. He said, I know, I know they've done wrong to me. But Elisha, I'm going to listen to you. You're a man of God. I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to throw a feast. I am going to bless them. That's hard to do. But when you do that, breakthrough will come. And maybe it's not going to come immediately, but it will come because God is faithful. Something that my father taught me. He said, Philip, when people offend you, when people hurt you, you have to believe deep on the inside that if they truly understood how hurt you were, if they truly understood how much that hurt you, they would not have done it. You have to believe that they were acting in ignorance. And that is the attitude of love. They really didn't mean it. Even if they really did mean it, you have to speak to yourself and say, I'm going to do what Jesus did on the cross. And I'm going to say, forgive them for they know not what they do. The Pharisees knew what they were doing. But Jesus made a decision and said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Who do you got to call today? Who is the person that you have to connect with today? And you have to say, I forgive you. The amazing thing when you have that conversation is people are dumbfounded because they're expecting a fight. They're expecting, okay, let's Let's talk about the situation. Let's talk about who's right and who's wrong and how we're going to figure this out. But you just say, I forgive you. And none of that matters. And when you say that, you set yourself free and breakthrough comes. Now, the enemy does not want breakthrough for you. So there may be another attack after that, but you be faithful to what God has told you to do and show them a good time. Bless them. Throw them a party. Act like nothing has happened because you have to have the attitude of love which says forgive them for they know not what they do. I pray this has blessed you today. Maybe you're in that situation and you think, Yeah, something really bad happened to them and they got what they deserved. And you want to throw a hallelujah. You want to have a hallelujah party. But here is the deal. Be like Jesus. Be like Elisha. He said you can't kill prisoners of war. And you have to understand that the people that hurt you, they're prisoners. They're prisoners of a conflict They're prisoners of their past. They're prisoners of something that happened to them in the past. That's why they're doing it to you. You can't kill. You can't harm prisoners of war. And when you show that love to somebody else, that love is going to be shown to you. Because the truth is, you're not an angel. You're not perfect. You offend people. And you didn't even know that you offended them. They leave the table and think, oh man, that was so offensive, what he just said or what she just said. But you didn't even know that you offended them. So we're not angels. 
We're not perfect. But when we spend time in the presence of God, we can be like Elisha and say, okay, I know you heard me, but I'm going to throw you a party. I'm going to bless you because I will not harm prisoners of war. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you right now for your presence. I thank you that you forgave us on the cross. I thank you that you became sin for us. I thank you. You were betrayed. And maybe people are feeling betrayed right now. You were betrayed. And you forgave. So you gave me the authority. You gave me the power to look at the person that has betrayed me and love them. Father, I thank you that because I forgive them, just say that right now. Just lift up your hands right now and speak out their name and say, I forgive you. I love you. I'm going to throw you a party. I'm going to go get you something nice. It's going to be a sacrificial gift. It's going to be something that I would do for myself, but I'm going to do it for you. Father, I thank you that your love is pouring over every single person that is listening to this podcast right now. And I thank you that they have the courage and they make the call because they will not harm prisoners of war. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. We thank you we can forgive because you forgave us on the cross. We thank you. We thank you what you did on the cross, Lord. We thank you that you went to hell for us. We were supposed to go there. But you went in our place. You conquered sin and death. You stole the keys of death from Satan. And now you are victorious. Because you are a conqueror. I walk in victory. Just say that. Lord, because you are a conqueror, I walk in victory. One more time. Lord, because you are a conqueror, I walk in victory. Praise the Lord. You are free. And breakthrough is right in front of you. Things that you've been praying for, things that have been stopped in the spiritual world because of unforgiveness, because of bitterness, things that wanted to come to you a lot quicker, now will be released in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. This has been so powerful. And I believe that God has spoken to you. And if you have received something from the Lord, I want you to consider giving a gift into our ministry. The only way that we do what we do, when we evangelize, when we go to the dark places, our motto for our ministry is shock the darkness. We go to the places where the darkness does not expect us. And in that place, God's glory breaks out. We see it in the streets. We see it everywhere we go. 
If you want to be a part of that, then you can just go to philiprenner.com and you can give a one-time gift or you can become a monthly partner. And wherever I go, you go with me because we love our partners. Also, books are available, Worship Without Limits, and A Fasted Life. I love you. I bless you. I'm praying for you. And remember, wherever you go, you shift the atmosphere.